Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Do not adjust your speakers. I have a guest today. I'll get back to that in a second. But Jamal and I had this huge fight. Huge fall. I'm joking. I'm joking. Jamal and I could not cross paths this week. And so we had a teacher reach out to us a couple weeks ago and he wanted to do a crucial conversations with us and we could not record it in time with Jamal. So this is still an awesome podcast, but Jamal will be joining us next week. So until then, enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. I'm excited today to have on Kevin Anselmo. Kevin uh, had reached out to me via LinkedIn. And matter of fact, I, I had spurred some of his like, yeah, we should talk about this because he has a passion for getting students introduced to the digital world as well. So Kevin, thank Amen. you for being on the show. It is absolutely all of my honor. Thank you so much, Don. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny how we got here because like technically uh, I'm I like you sent the Zoom link and and you've got everything you're recording today. So I, I love that. And, and you know, you know, there's nothing better than on radio shows to talk about the visuals. So I won't have to get the visuals of where we're both at right now. But um, I, I also appreciate the fact that you you, you know the struggle. And uh, it's, Indeed. Oh, it's crazy. Podcasting time. is a lot of fun. It's also uh, not so easy. You've got to be creative about how you approach it sometimes. So. No kidding. No kidding. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, when he reached out, obviously I had struck a, a chord, not a nerve, a chord, the, the fact that... Um, <laughs> more of our students need to be out there and have and understand the digital resources more than just flexing on Instagram. Mm. So tell me what you have done for students. Sure. So I'm really passionate about digital communications. A lot of the teaching that I do around digital communications is for academics, but something that's really kind of, you know, been really uh, close to my heart and mind recently is how can we get students to be better communicators? I, I don't know about you, Don, have you ever worked with any sort of uh, recent college graduate? or an intern, um, yes. and, and have you been at all surprised sometimes by digital communications gaps? Because, of course, we say, you know, young people are, you know, these millennials who know everything about digital communications, and we need to hire them to run our social media uh, and don't let the old folks say anything. Well, yeah. I mean, ironically enough, our, our marketing guy is 20. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, and there's not everyone, but, you know, I've worked in different places where, you know, we have interns come and just the basic digital communication skills are really lacking. And, you know, it's, it's I think there's a reason for it. It's not something that we teach a lot in schools. Uh, and so anyway, what, over the course of time, something that I've become really passionate about is this, this concept that I've created for Global Innovators Academy. And I want you to think about it kind of like the Khan Academy for Digital Communications. Uh, I have young kids. My kids love Khan Academy. And the thing that they love about it is they learn something and then they practice right away and they get instant feedback. Right. Now, it's hard to do that, you know, that instant feedback in, you know, something like, you know, writing a blog post or recording a podcast. However, you know, what I'm trying to do is to, you know, walk students through the process step by step of how do you reach out to someone uh, that you would like to network with? How do you do an interview? How do you then write an article about that person based on that interview? And then how do you promote that content? Um, so, Don, have you ever been involved in, in your schooling days in doing something called the informational interview? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I did this informational interview myself uh, in college back in the, back in the 90s. Uh, went to school at Taylor University in your neck of the woods of Indiana. Yeah. And the informational interview is basically you find somebody who you want to network with. 
you pick their brain over coffee, right? Right. And uh, so I found this guy. I wanted to be a sports writer at the time. I went uh, down to Indianapolis, uh, met with somebody from the Indianapolis Star, a sports writer, had a great conversation, wrote a paper for this professor, turned it in, great grade, lived happily ever after, never heard from the guy who I talked to again. But wouldn't that experience be so much more rich if instead of just writing a, a paper for an audience of one, my right. professor, I'm right. instead writing an article for an audience of many. And so what I'm trying to do through the Global Innovators Academy is teach students about digital communication skills, but then also give them a platform to publish their work and get mm. feedback, uh, not only from their professor and their peers, but also from an audience of many. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, both of us as content creators in our careers, I think we both have seen kind of the, the power of the serendipity when you're creating content, um, you know, things happen. Yeah. Yeah, in, in our class, uh, social learning class, I, I strongly encourage them. Uh, they didn't have to make it public; they could they could set it to to unlisted if they wanted. But I always encourage them to either have uh, a podcast, a blog, or a YouTube channel. Yeah. And sometimes I just use it as a tool for them to reflect on their work. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you really want to be brave, make it public, Absolutely. because and 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 the thing is, shocking thing is like not the majority didn't take me up on my offer. They, they use it as a tool of like turning it in. But, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time, our students would start getting feedback. You know, one, one kid that was really into cryptocurrency and he was hearing back from some people in Malta. For some reason, Malta mm-hmm. was kind of a hotbed of, of crypto action. Huh. And, um, and then we had some other kids, you know, like start their podcast podcast because they were surprised with who they could get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm always like, man, it's on your side. You know, like if, if you're 16 and you have the go get it tracked people that are like, sure, like, let's do that because you're only yeah. 16. So I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. I mean, it's something I'm, I'm really passionate about. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give students the opportunity to do that um, through, you know, doing these interviews, uh, helping students to figure out, you know, who, who is someone that they would like to interview based on their career interests and then walk them through the, the, the process step by step. I mean, one just quote to kind of share with you that really resonates with me. It's a professor who I used to work with at a business school in Switzerland uh, named Bill Fisher. And he said, if ideas move the world, it's conversations that move ideas. And, you know, I think a lot of time, I'm sure you've had this in your, your career, Don, it's certainly been the case for me, where you have a, you know, an inkling of an idea or you have a broad general idea of something that you wish to pursue. And by actually talking to someone about that inkling of an idea, it goes into all sorts of different directions. Yes. So that's one of the things I want to do for students. It gives students that opportunity to go talk to someone who's in a position that, that they'd like to be at in, in some part of their life in their future. Have right. that conversation and see where, you know, let those ideas flourish. Let those seeds plant. I agree with you. Because a lot of times what you think is a great idea might not be after you start talking yeah. it out loud. Uh, yeah. That's that's one thing that we did. We, we we at our in our class we we had this. We would have basically open discussion and then time to tussle, because um, you know that was the Roth part of what we did. We had a we had a we had a model called the Roth IRA, yeah. and the R was realization. You know whether you be in a shower or running or mowing the grass, you had this realization of the project you wanted to work on, and then you immediately had to every other Monday go to open discussion on Mondays because that thought in your head uh-huh. may be a good idea. But then that, that was my favorite part was the T was the tussle. Like, okay, it's this great idea. And inevitably a kid was like, it's a horrible idea. And here's yeah. what, but through yeah. those, to your point, through those conversations, then you started getting somewhere and, and um, you know, the, the, they started to refine it and make pivots. Yeah. 
you know, and, and my belief is that this ability to, you know, understand digital communications, the ability to network, the ability to, you know, always be thinking about kind of entrepreneurship and innovation in different ways by conversing yeah. with other people. You know, we talk a lot about the future of work and robotics and how, you know, the jobs of the future in, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But in my opinion, I, I, I do not foresee a world where the ability to network and the ability to, you know, write in a creative way and share an opinion, those, uh, I don't see those jobs being outsourced to robots or technology. Uh, right. so I think these are really important skills that students need to learn. No, I totally agree. Matter of fact, that's, that's, <laughs> I did a episode not too long ago and, and, and I was being a little bit tongue in cheek, but you know, th- there's been, there's been some reports that the STEM skills are climbing their way down mm-hmm. because rounding up the top five are basically, can you think for yourself? Can you ideate new ideas? Mm-hmm. Can you collaborate with others mm-hmm. in a real way? Mm-hmm. And that's the new gold standard. Yep. Uh, you know, we're, 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 heading, uh, we're heading it to a dangerous time where if it can be automated, it will. Yep. So fresh ideas and being able to create something I mean, that's, that's why I just, you know, that's why we're so high on entrepreneurialism. Not yeah. that I think every single person should be an entrepreneur, sure as heck think uh, like one. And yeah. so, um, you know, through conversations with people that have been there and done that, that's so impactful. Yeah. I mean, I call, call my overall academy, the Global Innovators Academy. And the idea is an innovator and similar to you, like, you know, not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. But I would make the case that everybody should be an innovator and, sure. you know, different ideas, different people might have different definitions of innovator. For me, I define innovation as the ability to introduce ideas that are novel and useful, well, and whether you're starting an app or whether you're in a community organization or you're a volunteer at your church or whatever it might be, you need the ability to introduce ideas that are novel and useful. Well, I think, so it's funny, I got it. I don't want to say an argument today, but I, I won a debate today by making this point because the guy was and he was being nice but he's like you know you know you have to have the worker bees and there can only be one queen and 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 we can't all be innovators and I'm like well of course we can he's like well that just doesn't work yeah and i said wikipedia (laughs) he says what do you mean i said wikipedia is the prime example one person started wikipedia and was the entrepreneur of wikipedia but it takes a tribe of innovators to update it and catch some flaws and want to add some things here and there. And he's like, ah, you know what? You got me on that one. You know, the, the classic, the classic example of the lady that worked for United airlines and found out that, you know, if you took out the olive from the salad, they'd save thousands of dollars. That's innovative. Sure. I mean, look, my, my main, the main work that I do on a day-to-day basis is in the leadership development world or executive education. And everything is pointing to the fact that, you know, the, the organizations of today and tomorrow have to be much more decentralized. So that way you can have ideas coming from all throughout the organization. So um, I, I don't want to be the judge, but guess what? I think you won your uh, debate there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even when I said that, he's like, okay, you got me on that one. Um, which, uh, you know, we, we got into a further discussion of, you know, he thinks that entrepreneurs are made, not built. And I'm like, no, mm. because like, just because you don't have a skill set that you're born with doesn't mean you can't develop it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about, you know, some people are risk takers and some people are not. I'm like, well, that's partly our fault as educators. We've taken risk right out of it. We didn't want you to get that B or D or F. So like, if you start getting them an opportunity to like learn good failure, you could produce more entrepreneurs. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm a big belief of it's about exposure. And I, you know, I worked with one of my clients is in the, an, an entrepreneurship research center. And we threw out a question on social media, you know, how do you nurture uh, entrepreneurs? And a lot of the responses from the different educators was around exposure. And that's part of what I'm trying to do as well with my Global Innovators Academy is give students the opportunity to have exposure to other innovators and entrepreneurs that are aligned to their own personal interests. And, yeah. you know, that, that exposure, I mean, I don't know the studies or, or the statistics, but I would think that there's a lot, a lot, a kid in Silicon Valley born and raised to parents in Silicon Valley, there's a good right. chance that that kid is probably, is more likely to be an entrepreneur than yeah. some kid who's, you know, works in another part of the, the country right. where, you know, everybody becomes, you know, a civil servant, for example. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. For sure. No, I, I, I agree. It's, I think that's why, you know, that culture build. And I think that's why there's, well, there's almost kind of a land grab. I mean, like all of a sudden co-working spaces are becoming quite the rage. Yeah. Because they get the culture. Um, yep. There's been cities, like I don't get me wrong. I love Indianapolis, and every now and then, like Indianapolis, like we're making really big strides, and and without a doubt, they're taking on more tech talent and things of this nature. Uh, but so is Pittsburgh, so is Milwaukee, mm-hmm. so is Columbus, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of cities are waking up to this fact that there's kind of a land grab for innovation. Yep. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think the, the, uh, another thing that's really important, in my opinion, as we think about, you know, the ability to network and the ability to use digital communications is the fact that, you know, the, the number of jobs a student will have, you know, entering the workforce until retirement, you know, it's not two to three like our like our parents uh, right. and grandparents. And so this ability to network on an ongoing basis is really an important skill. And I, I don't oh, tell yeah. you that. You know that very well. <laughs> but anyway, it's part of another thing that kind of go, goes into my mind as I think about this uh, this academy that I've developed that teaches kids about how to use digital communications by networking effectively. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, heck, right now this is a well, proving your point. This is our segment called Crucial Conversations. Sorry, Jamal couldn't uh, join us today. And for those of you that follow the podcast, you're like, "Wait, where's Jamal?" Uh, we, we've, we've, man, we've been both burning the candle at somehow three different ends. And I've just moved to Florida, and I've tried to uh, hook up with Jamal, and we've been in contact. So I'm hoping that I'll have the opportunity to meet with him. So, are you in the Tampa area? Uh, yeah, I'm in Sarasota, which is about okay, hour south. So. Jamal is one of the most genuinely good persons ever. So. I am. He sounds like it. He really is. He, yeah, man. We uh, we got to two summers ago. He got to spend a week down here, and we got a lot of things done. And he's just a good, good, good guy. No, I'm I'm, I'm excited about that, and and I I totally agree. I mean, we. I, I think sometimes where you're, it's it, you know, when we have a hard time convincing parents that this is a real thing and it's a really mm-hmm. good thing, mm-hmm. is that sometimes when you talk about you know, harnessing social media and networking, it's icky. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and yet, um, that's so in demand and, and, and leadership through that as well. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, when I had the innovation class, I was like, we, we took a week to like, okay, get on LinkedIn and get a good profile and no duck face selfies and no F this and mm-hmm. F that because mm-hmm. we found it shocker. If you treated yourself like a professional online, other people yeah. would treat you like a professional too. And and uh, and my gosh, they started finding good, you know, mentors or at minimum, mm-hmm. you know, like people to follow and 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 learn from. So I dig that. I, I absolutely love it when uh, a student will connect with me on LinkedIn for whatever reason. Yeah, and um, you know, it's 
you know, I have young children. It's one of the first, when, when they get older, I mean, that's one of the things I would say is like, you know, yeah, there are lots of concerns out there about how you're using digital communications and don't go on, you know, Snapchat right. and post stupid photos and get yourself in trouble and have all, but that doesn't mean don't use social media and don't think about how you can use the tool effectively. And I think that's kind right. of where the split is, is yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people that's scary, you know, there's, and it's just like anything else you could, you know, you could read lots of books that are garbage and that can corrupt your mind. Absolutely. You could read lots oh, of great I, I, books and that can make you, right. you know, more effective and uh, allow you to achieve Well, the most dangerous thing, yeah, well, the most dangerous thing in the world is a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, like, it's it, it's a tool of awesome or if it's a tool of deadly, use the wrong way. Yeah, so, exactly. Don't drink alcohol, way about, uh, you know, don't drink too much alcohol while driving that car, but use that car in the morning responsibly right. to get from, you know, A to B. Right. No, I, I, I love that. And, and that's at times, um, cause I had like a little crisis of meaning not too long ago. I mean, I, when I started off, uh, I was encouraging my kids to connect with people on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, before the algorithm and, and the video content of LinkedIn got better. And that, that's, that's always my message. Like, okay, l- l- please let's use these like a tool, but like there's times that as a dad that I'm like, okay, should I encourage them to be on their phone even more though? And, and, you know, we, we you know, that's that's one that's the good with the bad. Like I I'd, I'd prefer that more of my high school students weren't spending hours on like I don't like Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. some people are like oh it's great. I, like I just I don't know. I just don't get as much out of it. The content's not there. It's more picture based. But you know you do you. But uh, yeah, I've got to say like I'm trying to shepherd them a little bit more to LinkedIn and and then like to your point earlier, a good blog. Yeah. Um, you know you you want to be a t- content creator. There's so many advantages of being a content creator right now. Definitely. And, uh, you know, the, the, the ability to write, I mean, it's just a, it's just a fundamental skill that, and, and again, there's a difference and, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a place for writing term papers. There's a diff- there's a place for writing, uh, you know, in an academic style, but there's also a very strong place that is very underutilized, I believe, and, and doesn't have the spotlight that it should in terms of, you know, business communications. How do you create content that, creates value for an individual, for an audience, you know, that, that, that mindset is, is so important. There's, yeah. you know, the, the marketing communications, uh, that goes into, you know, writing effectively. Well, um, and, and just, if you're a youngster, think about a company that is thinking about hiring two different college grads. One has a mountain of content that has been, that's good. Yep, yep. And you connected with people and the other student is starting from ground zero. Yep. Like, I don't care Absolutely. if you're in the accounting department or your, you know, whatever department, if you have an audience and you've connected with people, i.e. you've learned from others, you have the advantage. Definitely. Period, end of story. And that's not only for like, that's certainly the case if you were hiring for like a marketing role, but I would argue that that's important for anything. I mean, if you want to be an accountant, you know, show me some content that shows that you really understand, you know, numbers and, and yeah. the future of accounting, whatever that, that topic is, build that con- build up that digital footprint early in, in a very positive way. And, you know, so if it evolves over time and you're not writing about accounting, but you're writing about a different topic, great. That's fine. But get out there, write, sharpen those, uh, sharpen those skills. Love it. All right, man. Uh, tell everybody else where they can find all your stuff and uh, hopefully get some people giving you some feedback. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Don. Uh, so www.globalinnovatorsacademy.com. Uh, the first course that I've introduced as part of the academy is called Interview and Innovator. Uh, I didn't tell you the price at all, Don. The price is free. It is 100% free. Um, so I am Mother Teresa. I am here to just provide free, great content. And, you know, this is not something that I just developed. I, I, I did some uh, fun little videos on my phone. Uh, you know, I invested a lot of my own personal time and money 
to, uh, you know, I have somebody who did, who does professional courses at Duke University. He was the person who actually produced my course. It's, it's a, you know, very high level course, guides students step by step through eight different videos on how to interview an innovator, create content, and then publish that, promote that content. The students would then share with me their articles. It's a, it's a great, it's a great free resource for educators. And I invite you to, to check it out. Uh, you can also email me. The easy email address to remember is kevin.anselmo, A-N-S-E-L-M-O at gmail.com. And I would add that this is very much kind of lean startup mode. I mean, uh, this first course is definitely a, a, a product that you can use right away, but I'm kind of refining this over time and trying to figure out the best audience. I have a few schools that are uh, piloting this course with me uh, this this fall and in the spring, but would love to just hear any feedback about uh, from different educators who might be able to use this course in, in different formats that I might not even be thinking about. So please. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, Don. Well, good, man. Well, thank you for having our crucial conversation this week. And yeah, we, we love it. And uh, and if you use the promo code Don, you can get 20% off your free. <laughs> it's free, but somehow we're doing 20%. No, that's awesome. And what, what a great resource. And uh, yeah, man, I hope people take advantage of that. Because uh, yeah, getting out there, interviewing innovators, absolutely essential. Yep. So Kevin, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. It is my absolute pleasure, Don. As the, what happened for Red Sox fans after they won the World Series, they could die in peace. Now I may die in peace. I've been on Crucial Conversations. <laughs> cool, man. Thank you so much. <laughs>